Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Please only listen. Really listen. Mm, when you can safely close your eyes. The reason for that is because you might get incredibly bored. Which, uh, you know, kind of coincides with the title of the podcast. My website's jasonnewland.com And did I say my name? It's Jason Norland. Jason Newley. Yes. So, yeah, everything's groovy. Today's Tuesday, the 24th of January, 2023. You know, something I've noticed, because I, I get up every day, like most people, I guess. The first thing I do is take Vinny for a walk. And... I've been getting up a little bit later, a little bit later, the last week or so, and I've noticed that it's just not as dark outside in the morning, like, yeah, six o'clock, yeah, it is, but I've been going out about seven. Ten past seven, half past seven, I don't know, you know, seven-ish in the morning. And although it's not light, it's light-er. Yeah, I can see the ground, I can see the grass, I can see things. It's not that I can't see anything normally when it's dark but it's just a bit harder because well, when it's dark and we don't really in this country we don't really have much in the way of bright street lights anymore and they do they do go off at midnight as well so I still can't really get my head around why they do that. It's whoever they are, the the little people that live inside the 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 light bulbs that switch them off or whatever. Why oh why oh why? Why oh why oh why oh why oh why oh why? Do fools fall in love with fools like me? Genie, genie, oh, genie, genie, genie. So, going for a little bit of a Madonna phrase there. Phrase, phase. I used to love Madonna. I did. I'll be honest, the last album that I ever bought of hers was Like a Prayer. Which was 1989. So... It's, it's, 
a few years, isn't it? 34 years ago. But she's a really... I just loved... I had every album up to that point. And I loved all of them. I, I do. Uh, every song she did, I liked. Uh, let's have a look. What songs did she do? Madonna albums. So I used to listen to... What's her highest selling album? It's got to be like a prayer or true blue, surely. No. But then the best selling album is the Immaculate Collection, which sold 30 million albums. But that was the best of, wasn't it? So that's... You know? What's Madonna's best album? True Blue or Like a Prayer? Like a Prayer, it says here. Yeah. I love True Blue. True Blue, baby, I love you. Papa, don't preach. I'm in trouble, please. Papa, don't preach. Yeah, I loved it. And... I remember when I was in the chip shop, I used to listen to... What was I doing? I'd be in the kitchen on my own. So maybe I'd go in in the afternoon and I'd be preparing stuff. And Yeah, that's it. Sometimes I'd go in about four o'clock. Something like that, and I'd get the I'd get the fryers going, and I'd be preparing stuff. I don't know what stuff, but I'd be listening to Madonna, a Madonna album, on a like a tape. Sometimes I'd listen to the radio, and there used to be I forget his name, but he used to do these stories. And it it always would be like quite sad stories, and he'd read this DJ. He would read the stories over this melancholic music, and I used to listen to it every day. I used to listen. I just it only lasted about ten minutes or something. Maybe longer, but I um, used to listen to it most days. I liked it a lot. But I remember listening to Madonna, the very first album, the second album, and then 1986, because she had the first album, 1983. I don't know what's going on outside, there's a lot of noise. 1983, then 1984 was like a virgin. Two blue was, two blue, true blue was 1986. But then it's got 1989, like a prayer, but she did the other one, didn't she? For um, Who's That Girl? Who's That Girl? And that was about 87. So I don't know why they've missed that one out. So Madonna. Uh, and that was... 
83, Like a Virgin 84, True Blue 86, Like a Prayer Erotica, Bedtime Stories, Ray of Light, Music, American Life, Confession of the Dancer, MDNA, Rebel Heart, Oh, Who's That Girl was 1987, but it wasn't, it wasn't just her album. Okay. I thought she did all the songs that. I'm Breathless was another um, soundtrack album. Evita, of course. So, I'm Breathless, don't know about that one. That was May 22nd, 1990. Evita, 96. Oh, she... Ugh. Um... Blimey, she's had quite a few albums. So it's the last song. I, I, I had the first four albums. I also had um, the soundtrack for the... What's it called? What's it called? Who's That Girl? Who's That Girl? And after that... Like a Prayer... So her next album was Erotica, 92. No thanks. Bedtime Stories, 94. I say no thanks, but I just didn't... I don't know why. I just didn't buy them. Ray of Light, I remember that, 1998. That was uh, very popular, the song she had off that. Uh, Music was 2000. American Life 2003, Confessions on a Dance Floor 2005, Hard Candy 2008, that was a film wasn't it, uh, MDNA, Madonna, Madonna. Oh. Oh. 2012, Rebel Heart 2015, and then Madam X 2019. So this is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 albums that were hers. And then she's got the others, a few live ones as well. Wow. I just, I liked her. I did. It's something... I, I just found her, like, in her first album, like, when she first came out and she did, like, Madonna. Let's have a look at the songs on Madonna, the first album. Where is it? Where's the songs? Come on. Lucky Star. Great song. Borderline. Holiday um, Burning Up I don't remember that being a hit but I don't know that one so but I remember you can be my lucky star dare to the dare to the where you are borderline do 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 you can be my borderline my border borderline Burning Up I don't remember that one the Holiday you can be my holiday. Hey, hey, holiday. 
everybody, every, everybody, 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 everybody. So yeah, um, that's interesting. So eight. 1984 video compilations. So this was 1983, wasn't it? So 1984, like a virgin. So that's when she became a little bit more rudy, a bit more rude, a bit more, a bit more, you know, sensual. I just thought she was quite cheeky. I quite liked the cheek. The I mean she was I mean to be fair. She was older than me, but not by a huge amount really. I mean how old is she? Madonna Uh Was she born? In 1983, and that's the album. Okay, da 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 Oh, come on, Madonna, Madonna. So, she sit. Wow, she is quite a bit older than me. I didn't realise. When you think about it, I was 13 when she popped out. Well, no, when she like, became. Uh, that popped out of the television, but you know when she became kind of well known. So I was thirteen. So she must have been twenty-four. Again, that she was young, wasn't she? Just it's amazing, isn't it? Or twenty-five. I don't know why, but I just assumed, I thought she was about 18, 19. Which is also young, you know, but... Yeah, so Like a Virgin, I'm trying to think of the songs I liked from this one. Obviously Like a Virgin. Ooh, Material Girl. I like that. To be fair, if you go back, Material Girl and Like a Virgin were very, um, very 80s thing, wasn't it? The whole, I'm a material, I'm a material, I'm a material girl, girl, in a material world. And, I mean, that's philosophy, isn't it? That's a, that's quite a deep statement for the times just like you know like a virgin like a virgin like a virgin in material world and it's like yeah she was a virgin as well but it wasn't actually a virgin but it was like a virgin and it's, it's something poetic about that being with someone and feeling like 
almost like they were the first person that ever held your hand or like you're holding hands for the first time with someone or you know kissing someone for the first time or any of that other stuff that I've completely forgotten all about that people do for the first time and I don't know flick each other's ears or whatever it is people do and it just seemed very again a very deep philosophical yet hugely romantic ideology that I I must admit I did aspire to to have that kind of feeling um, to be with someone like it was the very first time and I remember telling telling someone saying like you know this is what I want I was asked what do you want for your future and I said that I want to be with someone like it's the very first time and they said well it will be won't it you're 14 years old that will be the first time unless you've you know got experience and I said no that's a good point actually yeah it won't be like a virgin it will be a virgin and I said well I've got I've got I've got some questions and she said to me well maybe ask after the lesson's over right now we need to get back to uh, fractions so okay so the rest of the class seemed to find it funny for some reason. Love don't live here anymore. You abandoned me. Love don't live here anymore. The thing that used to annoy me about Madonna, not about her, but about her detractors. And it was the idea that the only reason people bought her albums are because of the videos and how she looked and you know all that stuff but even back then even all those years ago when I was but a small bit of fluff on the carpet of life I I remember saying you can't people don't buy an album just to because we used to have vinyl back then don't buy the album just so you can look at the album cover and, you know, enjoy yourself. You listen to the music, it's because of her voice. And people said, oh, she can't sing. Well, obviously she can sing. She's a very good singer. But she sings her own songs. And no one can do it better than her. You know, it's, they're her, well, I say her own songs. I think she co-wrote quite quite a few songs that she did, lots of them. So there. I think you could tell, if you visited someone's house and they had a Madonna album, you could tell whether or not they were listening to it, if they were into her for her music or for how she looked, simply by whether or not they'd removed the polythene from the cover 
So I'm gonna go. Let's have a look. What else? So that's that album. What else did she do? Like a virgin. So I, I, you know, I like those two albums. True Blue, 1986. That was the one that I absolutely absolutely blimmin' loved I mean loved and it was her first album to go number one everywhere even like a prayer didn't go number one everywhere but most places True Blue went to number one in America Australia Canada France, Germany, Italy, Netherlands, Spain, Switzerland, and UK. So it was number one in all those countries. The thing is, it's quite ironic, well not ironic, but you think like a like a virgin sold worldwide twenty one million. True Blue sold twenty five million. So even though it didn't go, like a virgin went number one in one, two, three, four, five, six countries. But I guess being number one in the U.S was kind of the clincher I guess because of the audience size the audience size but then I'm thinking if you could get a number one or you know if you could get a market in China or India because there's you know over a billion people in each of those countries That would be a really good uh, market, wouldn't it? Apparently, I don't know, I can't remember what it was. There was a Chinese boxer. I can't remember. It might. There was a Chinese boxer anyway, and he was fighting for a world title, or he was. It was a big fight, big big boxing fight. And I think in America, it was, I think it was pay-per-view and they'd probably get, I don't know, 50,000 pay-per-views. But because in China, uh, the, the man in China said there'd probably be about two, three hundred million people watching, maybe more in China to support their hero. I'm going to have a look there. Biggest TV audience audience for boxing in China. Chinese boxer Zhu Shimin's uh, boxing debuted 6th of April 2013 generated th- estimated 300 million viewers 
and well I thought this was oh who's the most famous boxer in China Su Shiming as an amateur the most China's sense of Okay, he won the bronze in 2004, gold in 2008 and 2012. So I don't imagine he didn't fight. Ah. Anthony Joshua's Olympic runner Zili Zhang holds the key. That's it. Zili Zhang holds the key. He's a very talented top heavyweight who's in the mix. He wants to use this to build a boxing industry in China. Oh, wait a minute. Well, okay, here we go, here we go. This is what I was talking about. The fight was watched by a record global television audience of an estimated 1 billion views. This is from 2022. Um... Why they're not giving me any more information? Dip 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 dip. The thriller in Manila apparently was a huge, huge fight worldwide. As Holmes Ali, Holmes Ali was watched by two billion people if you believe the figures wow well you know what I wouldn't be surprised actually because they showed it on television in the UK and it wasn't there was no charge for it uh, probably pay-per-view in America I'm I'm not sure I, I guess I, I don't know I mean I don't even know if the pay-per-view existed in those days. What, 1970, what 1979, 1980, whenever the Ali fight was with, with Holmes? Wow, okay. So, Like a Verge, Like a True Blue was my up to that point, up to 1986, was actually one of my favourite albums of all time. Every single song I loved on there. Even the ones that, you know, weren't released as songs, as uh, LPs, singles, Papa, don't preach. I'm in trouble, please. Papa, don't preach. I'll be loose sleep. But I've made up my mind. I'm keeping my baby. I'm keeping my baby. In a way, Papa, don't preach would have been a better title for the album. Because it was by far the biggest song it had to be. It had to be the biggest song out of all 
of the songs on that album, surely. Although True Blue is good as well. True Blue, baby, I love you, I love you. Uh, 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 uh. So it got to number one quite a few places around the world. U.S. Portugal, U.S. cash box. This is something I've never really understood. So in in the U.K., we've we've got a few different charts, but basically it's just the U.K. charts. And now they they break it up by streams as well. I don't really know how it work how they work it out. But you know, let's say ten years ago it was just people buying singles, buying records, CDs, tapes. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever was around at the time, and we kind of just had one chance. And I used to watch the American chart show that used to be on, and Casey Kasem was it Casey Kasem used to present it. And I used to watch it, and it'd be on late at night, you know, early hours, on a Friday or Saturday night, like two o'clock in the morning. And I'd watch it, and I'd be like, yeah, cool. And he'd be sitting there in his armchair, and he'd just be going through the you know, the biggest hits. And he'd go through all these different charts, different types of charts, and I'd be like, what on earth's going on? So on here, it's got the US Billboard Hot 100. The U.S. Adult Contemporary Billboard. The U.S. Dance Club Songs Billboard. The U.S. Cash Box Top 100 Singles. The U.S. Radio and Records CHR and Pop Charts. And they've got the U.S. Cash Box Top 100. Did I already say that? U.S. dance sales singles, U.S. dance club songs, Billboard, U.S. Billboard Top 100. I'm like, what on earth? In the Netherlands, a decade end charts, 75. So 80 to 89, so it was the 75th most popular song in the whole of the 80s. Wow. All-time charts, US Top 100, and that's from 1958 to 2018, position 579. Blimey. So UK... Now, which one is this? Papa Don't Preach, is that the one I'm talking about? I can't remember, yeah. I forgot what song I'm talking about. Papa Don't Preach. 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 
UK singles number one. UK singles number charts. I don't get that. Charts peak position number one. Oh, okay. Peak position number one, and then charts in 1986. It tells you what's what was the. Um, yeah, that's it. So you got two sections: the charts for 1986 with the peak position. And then you got chart 86, the position for the whole year. So in the US, Billboard Top 100, would that be? It was number 29. And the only places it was number one for the whole year would be European Hot 100 singles. Music and media. It was number eight in the UK for the whole year. It was definitely number one for quite a while. Quite a while. I mean, UK number one. Ah. United Kingdom reached gold certification for 651,000. Certified units sold. United States gold for 500,000. How strange is that? The more singles were sold in my country than were sold in America. It doesn't make sense. This is based on shit. Shipments figures based on certification alone. Okay, so maybe a lot more were sold and they weren't certified. That's weird though. I mean, we've only got about 700 people living in this country. Wow, I don't get it. List of Billboard. Okay, what are the top 100 songs in America? 1986. Let's have a look at number one. Nope. I want to look at number one. 617. What? Say you, say me, say it together naturally. That's for friends of four. So that was the biggest best performing single of 1986 in America and oh, Donna and Friends Dion rather not Donna Dion was Lionel Richie in that I know Stevie Wonder was okay so you got I think starting at the top, Walk Like an Egyptian, that's like, and then we'll go to the top of the list, The Way It Is, Bruce Hornsby and The Range, The Next Time I Fall from Peter Satira and Amy Grant, You Give Love a Bad Name, Bon Jovi, Wow. You give love a bad name. 
halfway there. Oh, 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 living on a prayer. Take my hand and we'll make it, I swear. Oh, oh living on a prayer. So, discography, 1984. That was living on a prayer. Must have been. Breakout, burn of color, living in air, break, runaway, nope, shot, shot through the heart, and you're to blame. You give love a bad name. Ooh, what, what was I singing? Shot through the, was that the one I was just doing? Oh, halfway there, oh, you give love a bad name. Shot through the heart, oh. Maybe it was 1985, 7,000, 8 million and 1,000 Fahrenheit. Tokyo, always on the run, only lonely, in and out of love. The hardest part is that you give love, no. Halfway there, living on a prayer. Oh, living on a prayer. Slippery when wet. 1986. Now, living on a prayer. Okay, it's from that album. But wet, wet, wet did slippery, slippery when wet. An album. A group in uh, England. Wet, wet, wet. I'm sure they did an album called Slippery When Wet. The reason why I say it is because I borrowed it from the library and I copied it discography 1987 they were around before 1987 weren't they popped in sold out the Memphis sessions holding back the river high on the happy side cloak and dagger picture this timeless the journey No, they had a band, they had an album called Slippery When Wet. Unless that was the Bon Jovi album that I got. Popped in. Oh. No. Because Slippery When Wet, 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 wet. Popped in, sold out. Holding back the river. High on the happy side. No. Compilation part. Ooh, ooh! I don't understand that. I'm sure it was called Slippy When Wet. Wishing I was lucky. Ooh, wishing I was lucky. Wet, wet, wet. Check them out if you've never heard of Wet, Wet, Wet. Really popular band, and from the looks of this didn't have really any thing in America really had a couple of hits in America top nearly top 40s um but they were great really really good they had uh what was it called the feeling in my finger I feel it in the old toes and 
work back to the stable if I'll make it tonight. Put the lights. Good night, girl. Blue for you. Love is all around. Okay. Love is all around. Oh, it didn't. It hit number 41 in America. It was at number one in the UK for about six years. Six years. They actually released three songs, which also got in the top ten, while Love Is All Around was still on number one. It's, I mean, Good Night Girl, it got so bad, well not bad, but Good Night Girl was the B-side to the song. The radio station started playing that song instead. They were number one so long that they forgot how to play their instruments. They were at number... <laughs> I don't know if it's true, probably not. They were uh, really good. What was my favourite song? Wet, wet, wet. <laughs> Wishing I was lucky was good. Sweet little mystery. Angel Eyes, that was good. Um, broke away. Good night, girl. That was that good. Love is all around. Yeah, that's good night, girl. Was good. So I find it straight. Yeah, I don't really. Happy Christmas. Oh, didn't know they did that. That's interesting. How much? How? How? Wonder what ages they are. Because Marty Pello is the, the like the main singer. Nineteen sixty-five. So he's fifty-seven. He's five years older than me. Marty Pello. His actual name is Mark McLachlan. Where did he get Marty Pello from? Yeah. Wow. I wonder why. I don't understand. I'm a little bit confused. You know, just generally, really. Slippery when wet. I mean, I remember seeing the album cover and thinking, oh, that's clever. You know what might have happened? I went to the library and I rented both the Bon Jovi album and the Wet 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 album. And what I might have done is I've had them both. Yeah, I might have had it on top of the Wet Wet album thinking it was a Wet Wet album and seeing it's called Slippery When Wet. And thinking, oh, that's clever. And just kind of connected the two. Uh, I do remember, there's one thing I remember is the... You remember the living like a prayer? Oh, halfway there. Ooh, ooh, living like a prayer. And... 
what's the name? Um, like a prayer. There was also Europe that did that song as well, didn't they? Um, the final countdown. Oh, I did that as a joke. I did. Oh man, I did. Um, we were at work. This is my last job, and they were basically making loads of people redundant and stuff. And they got us all together, and the managing director of this new company that had bought our company and had, was, hadn't really decided what he was going to do yet. He had a meeting, and he said, uh, at the end, he said, we should really finish with a nice, upbeat song. Any suggestions? And I, I shouted out, yeah, the final countdown. And he wasn't too pleased. But I thought it was brilliant. The final count is a great song to start with. Plus it, it fitted with, well, you know, <laughs> the company, well, what did actually happen to the company, in fact? Because that building's now a block of flats. It's a residential accommodation. See, my memory... I've got this memory and I went to my uncle's is is a I don't know I've got this strange memory, but I was about to start and it was this is getting on to like the last two weeks of school, I think. And we were allowed to choose a subject, like something completely different. And it, you know, a fun thing to do. And I chose cake decorating. Now, in re in retrospect, I'm not sure it was particularly fun, but I was actually looking forward to it. To be honest, I thought it'd be it'd be good. And my friend was doing it as well, and you know, it was yeah, just it was a, a lot better than all the other lessons. I mean, I, I could have just been chucking a ball at a wall and catching it and doing that all day and it still would have been more stimulating for me than the lessons I was doing. So, I remember I'm at school and, you know, we were just about to go in. I think I'm in for the first bit of the morning, had me lunch break, about to go in. And the teacher calls me and says, uh, you need to go to the office. I said, what? And so, so I, I did. So my stepmom was there. She said, oh, we're going to your uncle's for, for a week or so, a couple of weeks. I said, oh, okay. And yeah, so... I was a bit disappointed, not not that we were going away, because I loved my uncles, I loved being there, it was brilliant, and it was in Kent, and it was, I mean, don't don't judge it, because it was in Kent, it was, it was alright, it was really, really nice where we lived, and Kent's a nice place, um, 
those cliffs are quite high. I'll be honest, I mean, some people like moan about Kent and all. I don't really get it because, first of all, I've got family that live there. Secondly, I always loved going there. I never had anything but good experiences when I went there. It is among my favourite places ever. I've also been to Canterbury as well on a... Actually, that was a weekend away with a girlfriend. That wasn't great. Well, it was okay, but we just kept arguing. I think it would have been... We both would have enjoyed it more if neither of us were with each other. I think it would have been a more enjoyable experience. And... I mean, it was okay. It was really good, but, you know, apart from each other's company. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, anyway. Ooh, 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 ooh. So, I had to go into the classroom and say, and announce, you know, to the teacher and my friend, I've got to go. So, I didn't have my bag with me. I left it in the classroom. Oh, I'll go, everyone. I'm going away. Where are you going? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I said, well, I know where I'm going, but I don't know how to get there. Because I don't drive. Oh. So, yeah, we went. And the reason that I'm remembering it is because, like a prayer... And the final countdown and don't give up because you have us. So that was uh, Gabriel and um, what's her name? Don't give up. Kate Bush. That's it. How'd I forget her name? Um, When was that then? Don't give up give up 1986 wow that's really weird I don't I don't get this okay because for me this all happened way earlier than 1986 like way earlier But it couldn't have done, could it? If it wasn't released until 1986. But does it say when? When? What? Released 27th of October 1986. Now, I'm guessing that... Yeah, that must have been a completely different time. I did go there a few times. Wow, so I must have gone there. After October 1986. Because in 1987... April, I was living in my own place. 
I had a flat above the chip shop. Wow. Recorded in 1985. Maybe she... I mean, she wouldn't have sent me a copy, personal copy, would she? To listen, <laughs> to, listen to. Dear Jason, just for the sake of your uh, future podcasts in 50 years' time, perhaps you'd like to listen to this. Maybe you'd like to go to Kent and uh, listen to it there. So, Gabriel, Peter Gabriel, Sledgehammer, Apparently, and I didn't remember, didn't know this. Apparently, Kate Bush had a huge hit recently with the old uh, "Walking Up That Hill, I'm Walking Up That Hill, Walking Up That Hill." Ah. What if it's got a chart history here? Because she was a huge, huge, huge star. I don't know if worldwide or inside the UK or I just don't know. Okay, let's have a look at Bush discography. Discography? Discography? So first album, first song. What are these albums? Studio albums, 1978 was the first one. No, yeah. 1978. And the last one was 2011. Compilation albums, box sets. What? What about her singles? Oh, here it is. 1978. So Wuthering Heights. I'm walking up that hill. I'm walking up that hill. I'm walking up that hill. hill. That is the Wuthering Heights song. Right, it got to 108 in America. However, 108 might be really good considering the amount of people I'm not sure number one in the UK number one in Australia or is it Austria that's weird though I'm sure it's Australia but AUS could be Austria couldn't it Uh, number one in Ireland and number one in New Zealand but in America wow okay here we go 2022 running up that hill running up that hill oh Wuthering Heights is a different song I'm sorry I'm sorry I do apologise Wuthering Heights is no moment um Wuthering Heights, I'm Wuthering Heights, I'm Wuthering Heights. So running up that hill, 2022, are the reason, not the reason, I mean, it's, 
she re-released it in 2012 as well. It is a brilliant song. That's the reason, but other than that, it got publicity because it was in Stranger Things, the music from the uh, TV show on Netflix, season four. So it's number one in quite a few countries, number two in a few countries. In America, it's number three. So technically, that's potentially the best-selling song she's had. But then, you know, we're going back to the... 1978 when people used to buy millions of singles but now people download billions don't they so I don't know it's, it's a hard one I'm not quite sure how they work it out to be honest so good for her brilliant I'm very pleased I'm not sure, how did that, the man I love, eat the music, 1986, Don't Give Up, for me, that's one of her best songs, with uh, Gabriel Peter, one of her bestest songs, do, 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 so yeah, it got to number 9 in the UK uh, 72 in America Running up that hill got to 30 In 1985 So It's weird, isn't it? I mean, it's still a hit In America, I mean, top, top 30 is really good, isn't it? But It's got higher I mean, 1985, that's over 12 years later, isn't it? So 2022, it's over 12 years later, and it's at number three. It got to number three. <laughs> wow. Statistics, you ask? No, come on, you don't want to hear about the statistics. Yes, we do. Please, please, can you please tell us, please tell us. Okay. Right, it's 20 to 8 in the evening, which means 9, 10, 11, 12, 1. So I've got 5 hours and 20 minutes left until the end of the period. That's when the stats stop. And today I've got, so far, just under 21,000 downloads. That's alright. Yay! 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 What about... What about YouTube? Oh, come on. Oh, if you, if you insist. YouTube, let's have a look. It was 841. Yeah, it still was 841. So, that's alright. That's all groovy. Uh, yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. I think I got a message that I didn't read out yet. Let me just check. Uh, let me just 
check I did this is from Ashley I should have read it at the beginning because a lot of people might be asleep now hi Jason in fact I will read it out tomorrow at the beginning because it's a yeah but so Ashley I will read your thing out tomorrow and in fact I'm going to write down right now on a piece of paper read Ashley's message on podcast Wednesday yeah see this is organized organized chaos maybe but organized something I was going to tell you about oh, I had a delivery today I booked it on Amazon like a food delivery with a supermarket last time they put all the stuff in paper bags left it on my doorstep and that was it today and you know you've got a choice of not being disturbed not having to be there and I put that choice knocked on my door and just stood staring at me I said yeah hello hi. yeah delivery yeah where is it he's just standing there you gonna help me I said what you can help me. So I walked downstairs. It's really hard to sort of say no. You know, even though I've got an injured back and I'm trying to take it easy. And I will milk that for everything I can get at the moment. I'll keep that going for about a year, I reckon. <laughs> My back. And he hadn't even done the paperwork for the stuff. So the, it was in his, the stuff was in his car. It wasn't a van, it was a car. It looks to me like he probably delivers, you know, burgers and stuff like that. It's like he does, probably juggles everything. And I was like, okay. And I said, I'll take it. He said, nope, it's not ready yet. And it turned out the stuff wasn't in the boot. So I'm standing out there in the cold, in the cold, without a jacket on, just standing waiting for him to get stuff out of his car to give to me. And I end up carrying it all into the hallway. I think he carried what I did say to him at one point, are you going to carry anything? He said, oh, I said, you can bring that if you want. He really was trying to avoid carrying it. And then he said to me at the end, and I, I said to him like a bit earlier on, I said, so I'm basically delivering it to myself. I paid to deliver my own food. And then he said, oh, do you need a hand? Do you need help getting upstairs? I said, no, nah, don't worry, mate. Just go. Just, that's, that's, I wasn't rude. It's was like, just, thank you very much. Love you. Gonna miss you lots. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I just what? I'm never using them again, ever, ever, ever. 
outside of an emergency, I will not use them again. Not Amazon, it's just, it's not Amazon's fault. Amazon are usually pretty good. But just deliver, deliver. If you're going to deliver, deliver it. None of the stuff was heavy. There was quite a few bags, to be fair. It was like 16 bags, like paper bags, and some toilet roll and a pack of tin, like cans of Coke and some cornflakes, you know, so did, but only a couple of the bags were got some frozen stuff in, so they were a little bit weighty, but not heavy. But he just didn't, he didn't want to, didn't want to deliver them. I mean, I understand it. I mean, he didn't even want to carry them into, even if I was on the lower floor, he didn't want to carry them into there. I mean, next time, I don't know, I might have to meet him at a destination and drive his car to my house maybe load up from the supermarket into his car maybe I'll have to go and produce the things myself go and work in the factory making the bread then run around and maybe you know lay some eggs myself and then just milk myself so I've got some milk to drink and I don't know I don't know how they make toilet paper I mean, I tried to avoid the, um, what's that toilet paper? The, the green stuff. Not nettles. You know, the, 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 the paper that's been used before. I was like, nah, that just... Like, I'm, I'm all for, like, saving the planet. Um, reused toilet paper. What do they call it? Reused toilet paper. Recycle, that's it. Recycle toilet paper. I won't buy recycled toilet paper. I mean, some people say, yeah, but it's, it's good for the environment. And, uh, you know, I, I do, you know, I, I understand all that stuff. Um, but I just can't, you know, I'm sitting on a toilet and I'm just imagining someone else having already used that bit of toilet paper to wipe their own bum. It's like, oh, I just, no. I just, yeah, I just don't like just the idea of it. But, I mean, it's good if it helps the environment and that. And, you know, I don't know how they get it out of the toilet. I guess they must just strain it out of the sewers, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, is that what they call toilet humour? So, um, that's pretty much me done, really, I guess. Thank you very, very much. Keep, I keep shaking the microphone. I'll keep shaking the microphone. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Remember, and I will, I will be here tomorrow. I've been quite good, haven't I? I've been pretty regular. Pretty, pretty regular. I'm giving it a go. I am. I'm trying to do 
at the moment I'm just trying to do one let me bore you to sleep every day and at the moment one other recorded and I'm doing alternative days so one day it's deep sleep whisper hypnosis the next day it's the relax and sleep hypnosis daily so today yesterday it was a deep sleep whisper today it's the relax and sleep hypnosis daily so I'll make one of those today and I don't know how many days I've been doing this now not not huge amounts of days but I'm trying to stick to it it's like um, other than the basic things I've got to do and of course I've got responsibility of Vinny making sure he's okay taking him out for walks and stuff outside of that this is the thing that I'm really making sure I do every day and I hope that it's worth it you know I hope you know I mean I hope it's worthwhile I hope it's no that's not the word useful that's it I just want to be useful useful so I'm going to go what is that useful thank you for listening remember to be kind to yourself be gentle and when I say be gentle with yourself I mean it really is simple as don't give yourself a hard time you know I've, I know people that always have to blame someone and if it isn't someone else it's themselves but there has to be someone to blame for everything in their mind and I don't think that's necessary it's you know it's not for me to tell other people what they can and can't do obviously but we've all done ridiculous things in our lives but maybe it's time for some forgiveness don't you think a bit of forgiveness and I think that forgiveness goes hand in hand with being gentle with yourself or maybe you have to be you need to be gentle with yourself first perhaps but it's definitely the same ballpark it's set it's the same energy it's part of the same energy the same healing transformational feeling that affects your mind and your body your spirit you know so realizing and remembering that you deserve to be happy it's not just a, a platitude I can't be bothered with platitudes I do believe it you deserve we all deserve to be happy and we can all move on we can all move forward and you've got no choice but to move forward now you can move forward looking towards the future or you can walk backwards looking at the past and if you walk backwards what is pretty much guaranteed to happen you're going to trip 
Now, if we take it literally, you're going to trip up at some point, many times probably. So, perhaps it's time to just look to the future. And a good thing about the future is we create our own futures. Which is kind of exciting, because you think about it, right? I, I, don't, I try not to be limited, like to limit myself. But the reality is, I'm no painter. I'm really not. I've tried it and it's just not, it's not for me. However, I can paint a future. I can design a future that I want in my mind, as can you. You can paint or draw, design how you would like your life to be in the future. Imagining yourself feeling happy, healthy, secure. Doing the things that you look forward to doing. So that's kind of what I mean. That's part of what I mean. It's, yes, there's lots of different branches to this particular tree of, you know, be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy. There's probably thousands of branches to that. All positive. All positive. So I'm going to go take care of yourselves. Lots of love. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Oh, please don't go. Please don't go. But I've got to go. Oh, please stay. No, I have to go to the toilet. Okay, then. Bye.